With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The NBA playoffs are just one day away, so the Board YouTube channel is here to provide you with the best bets that you can make in the Western Conference. The Board YouTube channel is the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. And on this channel, we do free picks, educational tips and advice, and more. So if you get any value out of today's video, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe for more content like this all throughout the NBA playoffs in the offseason. But without further ado, let's get into the video. I'm your host here on the board, Jacob. You can follow me at Jacob underscore Germania on Twitter. I'm joined by my co-host of our morning Pick and roll live streams right here on this channel that you can catch every weekday. We have at PipsNBA on Twitter. And we have a very special guest joining us all the way from New Zealand here in Travis. He's a New Zealand sports better. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis underscore phrase. Show him some love over there. And Travis, we appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, a fan of the show. Good to finally be on. So looking forward great to Great stuff. Great stuff. And we're all around the world here. I'm recording this Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Pips is out in the morning. 2 a.m. in Croatia, and Travis, Travis is bright and early at 10 a.m. in New Zealand. So a lot of different time zones here, but we're all focused on the Western Conference playoffs for betting. So we'll go in chronological order here. Thankfully, of the four games that are happening on Saturday, the late one is the first Western Conference game, which is the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors here. We'll pull up the DraftKings odds to help us along with our betting since it is readily available for pretty much everybody and we have the golden state warriors despite being the sixth seed and struggling so much in the road this season they are massive favorites here at minus 275 to win this series the kings are plus 220 despite being the three seed i mean i recognize that kings fans are pretty happy to be here but being here as the three seed they're going to want to also come away with a playoff series victory let's go to travis first of all your initial thoughts on this price and how you see this series going down well, this is probably going to be the highest scoring series that we've got. I mean, the Kings, I think, one of the best offensive ratings in NBA history this season, but throughout the season, bottom five, bottom six, and defensive rating. I kind of – I feel both of these teams play a little bit similar uh, styles at times. You know, Mike Brown was assistant coach, Golden State Warriors last year. Both have really elite half-court offenses. Sabonis kind of used like a Draymond Green at times, how, how, how they've used him in Golden State. A lot of off-ball movement, three-point shooting, dribble handoffs. And in the playoffs, we see a lot of – the game slows down. It's a lot in the half-court, but both of these teams have good half-court offenses. So, you know, I think this, I think this could be a high-scoring series. But I, I, I think there's a lot of respect for the, for the Warriors, and they haven't, they haven't had their fully healthy starting lineup a lot this season. And I think that, that, that lineup of, with Wiggins, Curry, Clay. Uh, Looney and Draymond has one of the best net ratings uh, of any lineups. So I can understand why they're a heavy favorite. They've got a lot of experience. And I think it's they've got the best player, Steph Curry. They've got, I think, better defensive players. The Kings struggle on defense. The Warriors have Wiggins, Draymond, you know, Gary Payton's coming back. We'll see how, how he goes. Uh, DiVincenzo, a solid player as well there. So I just feel like when it comes down to it, the team that's going to be able to get the stops is Golden State. 
I, I think I think Golden State win this series, but I, I think it probably can go six games because I think at least because the Golden State has been so bad on the road um, that and the Kings do have home court advantage here. So that, that that's my thoughts on on how this goes, but. Yeah, it's a very strange series because the Kings have been so good this season, but all the noise has been they're not as good as their record suggests. The Warriors have been so poor this season relative to expectations, but everybody's like, well, they're better than their record suggests. But they've been so abysmal on the road. They've got to play potentially four games on the road in this series. But let's go to Pips. Your early thoughts on the series and this price here. Yeah, I uh, said everything that I wanted to say. But I think the huge part of this is Wiggins getting back. I, I don't know how people don't understand how important he is for, for this team. I mean, clearly. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And the biggest thing for this team is uh, Golden State Warriors are very more versatile. Like, they can play, like, on defensive end, they can throw, like, three to four kind of defensive schemes. And on the other side of the court, yeah, if Draymond Green and Draymond handoffs not working with Clay Thompson and Curry, if they adjust to it, they can do so much more with, with those players. They, but on the other side, it's running everything running through Sabonis and some on-ball heavier reps for the Aaron Fox. But I don't know. Like, this minus 275 for the Golden State Warriors seems a bit high. Like, I, 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 I expect them to win, but I don't think that's the, the, that, that's the right price for it. Everyone saw Wiggins back, and now they are like everything. Everyone just heavily betting on it, but when teams are heavily relying on three-point shooting, and we saw some some games, especially on the road for for, for the Golden State Warriors, if they if Clay and Curry don't hit their trees, they you they lose. So, and on, on the other end of the court. Kings can get hot like in a second. Keegan Murray, Kevin Huerta, Barnes, these guys can shoot. And if they get hot, they can win. So, yeah, I expect probably the highest scoring uh, matchup in maybe in history. <laughs> like this will be like 250 games, uh, uh, 250 points a game without like problems if they get hot. But yeah, uh, I think. This will be one on defensive side of the court, and obviously Golden State is way better there. And the thing is, Raymond Green can play at five and defend Sabonis without any problems. And that's the thing, that small ball lineup will be the killer for, for, for the Sacramento Kings. And I think that's the huge edge for, for the Golden State Warriors. But as you said, on the road, they lost so many games against much worse teams. Getting out rebounded and having so many turnovers and kings are playing uh, ice defense on pick and rolls which will put a ton of pressure on ball handles and will cause a lot of turnovers so they and just let me say this kings at home their crowd will be like probably the, the, the best crowd in light the, the beam in light the beam baby yeah, yeah that will be sick so yeah i'm kind of like i think warriors will win this I don't think they win in seven because they need to win away. That's difficult. So either they win in six or they can lose this. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree here. The expectation based on the odds here from DraftKings is that this will be a six-game series. The most likely outcome is yeah. six games at plus 180. And the Warriors' minus one-and-a-half series spread is minus 155. I mean, 
I get it because game six is obviously going to be um, at the Chase Center in Golden State. So that factors into that price there. But I'm going to agree with you. I think Golden State win this series, but I think 220 is not where the price should be on, on the Kings. I think like if you can get 225 or better, I like that. The only reason I'm not going to back the Kings in this series because I have I've, I've backed them previously to come out of the West at 25 to 1. I don't think they will, but I just don't think they should be so low in terms of the betting market on coming out of the West. Like they're, they're a good team and and Mike Brown is a good coach. He's likely going to win coach of the year this season. So I I don't just think it's a given golden state put everything together here. Like it's just been expected all throughout the season. The whole year has been golden state. Well, you know, they won last year. They're going to figure it out. I don't think they were, they obviously won the championship, not taking that away from them. But as far as the champions we've seen in the last decade, they're not an all-time great championship team. But, you know, when the chips were down, Steph Curry came through in the biggest moments against the Celtics, who looked like they ran out of gas. So I, I definitely would not wager on this heavy juice market on Golden State. If there's any value, I'd say the Kings here uh, have the edge. But anything else on this before we move on to our second round or our second matchup in the first round? Well, it's a good point Pips was making. With the with how many frees are being shot, there's just so much variance in game to game. And I remember last playoffs, we saw so many blowouts. Even seven game series, games that series that went to seven games, every game was basically a blowout. But it's just like teams would alternate who was being the blowout. And and that's just because of the free point shooting, the, the variance with that. So, you know, I, I think we could see in this in in this game, in this series, there could be a lot of potentially some blowout victories either way. Um, but teams alternating which team is the blah. But I think probably the way to attack this series for me would be maybe looking at maybe looking at some bets on the over in certain games. I think it's going to be high scoring. And I think I'm not sure what the total was for game one, but I think it was like in the two. It was still in the two thirties, which I think it's that's 30. if this was regular season, it would probably be in the two forties. So um, I think they may be accounting a little bit too much for the for the playoffs here, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pull up our, our best save odd screen here to see the over-under for this one. And we have uh, the over-under is set right around 238.5. Uh, yeah, it, it's expected to be incredibly high scoring there. Um, as you said, with the variance yeah. like last season that played such a factor, I kind of forgot about that, but you're right. Pips, what do you want to add? Yeah, so this could actually be maybe a spot to bet. Like We have a spread, it's even, even for this game. Yeah. So getting minus like Golden State or uh, let's say for example Golden State Warriors minus ten, you have a huge numbers, huge uh, like I don't know what's the price, but probably like two hundred fifty plus two fifty, and if they win, they probably win by ten. Like yeah. it's very possible it's a blowout victory because of a high point total. So maybe just try to if you think one team will win probably go for a high spread because if they cover it's high value yeah we see minus 10 here for the warriors you can get at plus 310 so yeah i kind of like what you're saying that there was so many points such high variance seeing this one finish right around one point uh that that could be something to attack as well as i mean i think the same for the king side like you're talking about the warriors on the road here like they have just not they, they keep saying like it doesn't matter to the playoffs but I, I think people seriously doubt how hard it is to just put it all together when you get to the playoffs. Like that just has not been a successful formula. I, I can't, I can't remember a team that has just put it all together in those moments. So I, I don't see why. I'll say one thing. Here. Like, yeah. Every game 
without Wiggins. Every game, Golden State Warriors depends on uh, Clay and Curry to score 60 plus points to, in order for them to win. So if one have a poor game, they can still win. But that wasn't the case on the road. They needed great games for both of these guys to be able to pull a win because they had so many turnovers and so many um, out getting out rebounded. And you are the fan of the Raptors. They won <laughs> most of the games by having the most more possessions. Yeah. And Golden State the entire season losing the possession games, and with Sabonis being such a great rebounder and such a turnover non-prone injury, non-prone to turnovers. And they could win at home every single game on possessions. And if you have 10 more possessions, you can handle Curry or, or Clay Thompson going nuts. Like, yeah. 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 I fully agree on that. So some interesting ways to attack the Warriors and Kings series. Let's move now into the next series here. I've been told Travis is a Lakers fan uh, through, th- he's, uh, through family-wise, so he's not just uh, a New Zealand fan looking for the glory of the purple and gold, as he said pre-show here. But we have the Memphis Grizzlies favored in this series as the two-seed. I got to say, usually there's a lot of respect to the Lakers in betting markets. I'm a bit surprised that the, the Grizzlies were favored here. Right now, it's minus 140 for the Grizzlies win the series, plus 120 on the Lakers at DraftKings. This actually got bet. Uh, a lot of money, a lot of money went down on the Grizzlies because this opened at minus. I think it was minus one twenty for the Grizzlies, plus one hundred five for the Lakers. So people certainly have confidence in the Grizzlies this one. And Travis, being the Lakers fan, just early thoughts on this price. Do you think it's fair? I, I think it's a 50-50 series. So I think I think there's probably value on the Lakers. And I think if we look at them, this is a completely different team since since the trade. Post All Star break, they have the second best record in the NBA, sixteen and seven. Only team with a better record was was the Bucks, seventeen and seven. So they lost the same amount of games. The Bucks just played an extra game. The Lakers over that period, one of the, you know top ten in defensive rating. They've looked good, and they've it, it's 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 people have been saying this for years. Like Lonnie Walker at the start of the season was starting games. Russell Westbrook was playing thirty minutes. I mean, these are the these guys can't shoot. They don't play good defense. They're the worst players that you can possibly play with Anthony Davis and LeBron. And instead, they brought in good defenders, Vanderbilt guys that can shoot the free uh, better. So, and, and we've seen that really um, elevate them in the standings. I think I think the series is going to come down. I think there's two there's two key things it comes down to for the Grizzlies. It's it's their bigs. Stephen Adams is out. Brandon Clark's out so that there's a lot of pressure on Xavier Tillman and Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. He's always in foul trouble and the Lakers, they draw the most fouls basically out of anyone. They, they, they attack by, the by like by far in a way, yeah. the most fouls. And, yeah. And yeah, I mean, a lot said about, oh, is the rest trying to help them? But you look at the guys, they've got Anthony Davis, LeBron James, even Dennis Schroeder is these all guys for their career. Average. A lot Reeves, of don't forget Austin Reeves. Reeves. Reeves has come in this year. So, if they put Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble, then, I mean, you've got Xavier Tillman. I mean, who else do you have? I mean, you're not going to be playing Kenny Lofton Jr. Or <laughs> I mean, that, that would be crazy. So, that you know, that's a, that's a huge impact of the series. The other thing is the rebounds. You know, the, Since Adams went down, the Grizzlies have been bad on the rebounds. And Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't really a good rebounder for his position and size. Like if you put Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five, he's like seven, eight rebounds. He's not he's not that 10, 11, 12 that gets you into that elite rebounding. So that that's going to be huge for the Lakers is controlling the rebound, winning winning the bigs. But then for the Lakers, it's defending Jar and, and Bain. Uh, I think with Jar, 
who do they put on him? I mean, maybe Vanderbilt can can a little bit, and then and then Schroeder, but and Schroeder's not good. I mean, he, he might be able to do okay, but he's not he's not going to be able to hold up against him. So they don't have much else. And then, but whoever they got, if they got their focus on Jar, then is Bane? Who's Bane going up against? Is he going to go up against D'Lo or Reeves? He's going to have a plus matchup, and 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 Bane is more than just a three point shooter. Really good at driving, good playmaker. So I think the Lakers are going to have the. Is who's who's going to win it? Is the Lakers bigs going to dominate, or is it the Grizzlies guards? That's probably going to decide the series. I, I'm with you on the 50-50 thing. I I was kind of hoping we'd have a big. Lakers favorite and I could bet the Grizzlies but now like as the Grizzlies get bet down I, I don't really is, agree with this because a lot of the reasons that you outlined there uh, I've taught we've talked on pick and roll like Steven Adams his offensive rebounding is shot creation for this team and his screen setting is shot creation for this team that is a big part of their team that's not going to be here my issue with the Lakers on the defensive end is that there's very limited resistance on letting guys get to their spot. Timberwolves did not take advantage of it in the playing game, but like a lot of times, like if a Wolves player wanted to find their spot, he was able to get there. So that's where a bit of my concerns come for the Lakers. But uh, let's go to you, Pips. What are your thoughts on the Grizzlies being favored here against the Lakers? And uh, where do you see being able to attack this betting-wise? Difficult to add something when Travis almost said everything I wanted to say. So I'll just go into saying that I also think this is a 50-50 matchup. I lean Lakers a bit. And if 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 Memphis had uh, uh, Steven Adams and then Random Clark, I will be, I think I'll be like heavy into the Memphis Grizzlies. I have like huge difference. And that's because, as you said, Jaron Jackson Jr., if he gets into foul trouble, like there is no way they can compete with the Lakers. Like, that that's just uh, and that's highly possible and that's the problem i don't see john morant as being more that difficult to guard he has a down season on, on efficiency and he is i i don't see it as a huge problem they can i don't think they throw vanderbilt on him he's just too quick for wando wando is like great wing stopper and like he can defend guys like James Harden, Devin Booker, and those guys. But if it's Darren Fox, if it's Jar Morant, those kind of players, I don't think he can he can stay in front of them. That's the issue. And you don't want to waste him being doing poor job on Jar Morant when he can defend Desmond Bain or Jaren Jackson Jr. great. Uh, Jaren Jackson Jr. is scoring a lot of points through a post-up and isolation. And good luck isolating with, Jay, uh, with Vanderbilt so they can take away that. AD is the best defensive player probably after Jaren Jackson in this series and maybe even close to Jaren Jackson Jr. When he's like logged in playoff type of Anthony Davis, he's a complete another beast, top 10 players in the entire league. And I think Davis is overall the best player in this series. It's not LeBron, it's not John Morant, it's Anthony Davis. And if we get, if we get the healthy, all great Anthony Davis, he can he can win this series for, for the Lakers on both sides of the court. But I would say like one plus 125. If we see more money coming into the Memphis and we get plus 130, 140 for the Lakers, it's very well oh. worth a shot. Agreed. And I will for the key for me for this for this matchup is Luke Kennard and Tyus Jones of the bench for for for, for the for the Memphis. Because that guy can win two games in the seven-game series by himself. Like, if he gets hot, he can make five to six threes in, like, 
20 minutes of the bench and Lakers struggled defending the trees and the movement, the movement shooter like he is. And I think the bench, when you compare the bench, one side, Malik Beasley, Rui Hachimura and Danny Schroeder, the other side, Ty Jones and Luke Kennard, it's pretty even. So if, which bench produce more will probably sh- sh- shift one or two games. And that could be it. I, I see this as a seven-game series. And one game or great game of Luke Kennard and Malik Beasley could be the the game changer. And I do think this is going to stick into the seven games and this is an even matchup and we'll get amazing series here. Yeah, the, the expectation here is that this will be a seven-game series. Well, plus 175 on seven games, plus 190 on six games. Really can't see this one going four or five. Uh, question yeah, I, I think even over, over 5.5 at minus 200 seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. One question I have for Travis here as far as being a Lakers fan. From that game against the Timberwolves, I know it's just one game, but Playoff, D'Angelo Russell has been a question. He did not answer. He Well, he did answer that question in the in the playing game. He was, he was, it was awful. Uh, Malik Beasley, one of the streakiest shooters. If he misses like two, he might miss nine. Uh, Vanderbilt as well, without his shooting, kind of struggles to stay on the court. When the Lakers beat the Timberwolves, as much as like the trade has impacted their team, not a single one of the new players closed the game or played in overtime because it was Schroeder who played so well in those uh in those moments and they brought in uh Rui Hachimura does that concern you at all heading into the playoffs uh potential production from those new players do you think it will all kind of balance out once we get more games from them I, I kind of like what Darvin Ham did I mean he just kind of uh, these these players D'Lo Beasley very inconsistent I mean Beasley he'll have games if one in every four games maybe he'll get hot the other games he's usually like pretty pretty <laughs> bad so right it's about I think he, he, we saw D'Lo struggle, but he only played, what, 20, 23 minutes. Schroeder was the guy that had it, and he, he closed. So I think it's just going to be a case of he's going to have to go with whoever's playing the best in, in the matchup, who's kind of got the hot hand. And we saw the Lakers, they made the adjustments, they came back. I mean, we know the Timberwolves have been blowing leads a lot, but um, it, it's not too concerning for me because I think that I think that between all of the, these kind of bench guys, role-player guys, you're probably going to what a few of them are going to step up each game. It might be a different person each game. The key is really is going to be AD and LeBron. Can they have their success? And 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 I think it's going to be one probably in the paint. Can they can they get Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble and 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 that? But I will add on, on how to attack the series is that I think if the Grizzlies win Game One, you're probably going to get re- you're probably going to be able to get over. Um, you might be able to get over 5.5 games at decent odds and you might be able to get, you know, a Lakers, either a Lakers handicap at good odds or, or even the Lakers to win the series at even better odds. So that might be, that's another way maybe to attack this is if the Grizzlies win game one. All right. So some really interesting perspectives on this competitive series. We'll move into our third series here. Uh, Not expected to be extremely competitive, unfortunately, kind of robbed with the Paul George injury concerns, but the Phoenix Suns are minus 500 favorites to beat the underdog Clippers, who are plus 370. Uh, obviously, Kawhi has been excellent this season when he's healthy. He looks healthy going into this series, but uh, the favorite here is five games. It seems like the bookies are favoring a bit of a wash here from the Suns. I will say there's some concerns. The Suns have not had many games together. I believe they went undefeated when Kevin Durant did play this season. So let's start with Pips on this one. 
Uh, do you think this is a fair price given the talent on this Clippers team? Uh, what do you think you can do to approach this one from a betting perspective? I don't think it is it's fair at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, really? We saw uh, them winning against uh, going to the what they did without Kawhi Leonard in those series. And this is the other way around. Kawhi Leonard is a better player than Paul George. And Ty Lu has maybe some issues as a coach, but when it comes to the playoffs, he's probably, I'll say, one of the most talented coaches in the entire league. He has a problem that he's not quick enough to adjust, but he has the best adv- adjustment I ever seen, like in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I love like coaching from the Phoenix Suns, but I think maybe a slight edge is on the Clippers here. And like Paul George is out, yeah. But if you like take a look at the rosters, they are pretty similar. But, like, like Booker is the edge, not KD. KD is, I will say, like match pretty well with Kawhi Leonard. We have like, I I'll, I just say like for me the biggest thing is Dan Booker. If you take him out, if Paul George is playing, this team are almost like exactly even matchups. But with Paul George out and Dan Booker playing, I think. I think the the edge is obviously from the Phoenix signs and they are favorites for a reason, but minus fun five hundred. Like <laughs> I, I don't know who's taking that. <laughs> I, 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 I think people have. Yeah, like it's like they are playing uh, Thunders or, or like this team has Kawhi Leonard and decent players in the rotation, like. If it's a Zubats, my guy, he's probably one of the most underrated bigs in the entire league. He can hold on very well against DeAndre Ayton or anyone in this series. And, of course, Chris Paul has the edge of Russell Westbrook, but we, we don't know what kind of Russell Westbrook we'll see here. They have Eric Gordon, Nicholas Batum, Bones Highland, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris. These guys have experience, have years in the league, have skilled have talent so <laughs> i'm like seeing my minus 500 and i was like like it's not i don't think that's fair the, everyone sees like they don't, didn't lose a game lose a game against with yeah, kd yeah. yeah they played a bunch of no one nobody exactly <laughs> yeah yeah the only game they played a decent team was they played dallas and we everyone that's was the everyone thought, yeah that's a great matchup and they they lost like one single possession lost in a game where Devin Booker and Kevin Durant shot out of the world. They yeah. won by one possession. And then after that game, Dallas won like three games for the rest of the season. Like they That was also Doncic anyway. missed that layup at the end of the game as well. You, you know, I spoke about a lot on this show about this. So the problem with Phoenix Suns, they have everyone is a light, a light mid-range shooter. That's not the way you play the basketball in 2023. No rim no pressure, no, no three-point shooting, uh, not enough volume for three-point shooting. So you like you can have KD and Booker shooting 50% from mid-range the entire game. That's like crazy efficiency for mid-range. And then you can have on the other side Eric Gordon shooting 35% from the three, and he's uh, more efficient than 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 this 
Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I, I, that's my, like, when the trade happened, I, that's my first thing I said. They will shoot 70% of their shots from the mid range. David Booker, Chris Paul, Aiton, and KD. All four are, three, are mid range specialists. Where is the three point volume? Joshua Kogi, Okoji, like, for sure not. Booker is not shooting many threes. KD is not shooting many threes. Chris Paul is not shooting many threes. No one of these guys is Chris Paul is doesn't go to the rim. KD doesn't go to the rim. Joshua Koji doesn't go to the rim. Aiton maybe catch a lob or two a game. Hmm. So no the best shot in the NBA in 2023 is layups, dunks, free throws, and three-point shoot. Mid-range is at fifth place, and they have all they have is mid-range specialist. So I'll I'll be keen to see what I will do, do here. Like he knows that he will exploit it as much as he can. So we'll see Zubats playing drop coverage in this series. They won't get easily to the rim, and they have good defensive players on the perimeters to to to, to contest the trees, and they are not taking the trees at highest volume. That's the issue with the Bulls. The same thing this season. They don't have the the the. I don't know how to say it, but they analytics their. Uh, shot like I don't know how to say it, but the spread of the shots is not in the oh the, the shot way, locations the way, yeah the shot the shot distribution location distribution is not the way the league is going in that direction and yeah. I think this could be a problem and I wonder I I love to, I can't wait to see this series how this works out. Yeah, this is a really nice case of two completely different philosophies clashing to see who's going to come out of top. I also think this is a pretty crazy price. I think a lot of it stems from the fact that the Phoenix Suns are plus 190 to win the West. And I think they're plus 190 to win the West just because, like, like who else do you think is going to come out of the West? It's just so many teams on on similar levels that I think that's kind of spilling over into this price. I like what you're saying about mid-range. Uh, and how that's such a key factor. I'll, I'll use a story J.J. Redick told on his podcast recently that I liked. And it was when he was playing for the Clippers against the Rockets. And this is in like the Mike D'Antoni, no mid-range era. And the Clippers were down by like 10 or so. And he said they're playing. He's like they're scoring like every possession. It seems like they're playing well. But then they look up the scoreboard. All of a sudden they're down by 20, even though they're playing so well. And the coaching staff essentially said they got outmatched. Because the Rockets need to shoot the need to shoot the three ball, like you said, they shoot thirty five percent from three. That is just as good as shooting fifty percent from mid range. So that can be definitely a key factor in this series. So let's go to Travis. Uh, your thoughts on this series? Maybe you agree with us. Maybe you have any sort of disagreements? Yeah, no, I agree. I think my, my best play coming in. I don't. I bet on mainly player props, but my, my, my the thing that stood out to me was either over five point five games for the series or Clippers one point five, which is basically the same thing. But um, the other, the thing here as well is like since KD and it's because they shoot so much from the mid range that Aiton's kind of not been a big part of this offense. I mean, this game since when he's played with KD, he's just getting like five, six shots and not getting double, struggling to get double digits. And we saw in the, in the, like Aiton's a kind of guy that if you don't get him involved enough, it can affect his play. You know, we saw it in the playoffs last year, you know, he wasn't getting involved and he, he struggled like that Maverick series. She should have dominated that series, but he didn't. And, and we, and that was probably why they, they lost that series is because they didn't, 
well, they were they started blitzing Chris Paul and and Devin Booker, but then then Aiton Aiton wasn't effective, so that that's a big thing as well. I like Kawhi Leonard as well in the series to have a big series because he's going to get single coverage because how you're not going to double with Booker or KD and it's a Josh Okoji on him. At the start of the season, if you told someone that Josh Okoji would be starting for the favorite to make the finals from the West and he would be the guy that's going up against the opposing team's best player, you'd be telling that you'd think that guy's on drugs. But that's where we are. And look, Okoji's been he's been a lot better than expected. He's done he's done pretty good considering considering the situation. But we saw I looked at Kawhi's playoff averages with in 24 games with the Clippers, averaging 30 points a game. Eight, eight, eight point four rebounds, over five assists, and all of those games were with Paul George. So I really like Kawhi to have a big series. I've seen, like, I saw his his, his lines for Game One. They're they're all like I think like twenty seven point five points, seven point five rebounds, but plus money. So I like to have a big series because he's he's going to get the single coverage. He's gonna he's gonna play big minutes. It's 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 a good matchup for him. So um so I mean how how the Clippers. I mean, if, if Kawhi has a big series, and as you say, if, if they've got they've got more depth than the Clippers as well on the on the bench, you know, I mean, we're talking about guys like I mean, if Robert Covington was on the on the Suns, he'd, he'd probably be starting maybe over Drosikoji. Yeah, he doesn't. He gets DNPs for the Clippers. So, yeah. um, I do them all. Yeah, so, yeah. so the, the Clippers, the Clippers have I, I I like them in this series to keep it close, as the Suns haven't really been tested like. They're, they're like eight, nine, ten, and zero with, with KD, but they played no one. I mean, they played the Nuggets twice, but Nuggets rested all their starters both games. They played the they played the Mavs. They haven't played really anyone yet. Um, so yeah, I think I like the Clippers. I like Kawhi to have have a big series, and I, I still think the Suns win this series, but I don't I don't see them winning like four zero or four one. I think it goes to to six, um, or at least. So yeah, yeah, I like that. So the over five and a half here is minus 115. I also really like that. And you guys touched on it. I mean, Okoji starting. Uh, if things aren't going well, I could see Tory Craig eventually starting games. But even then, like, that's not much of an improvement there. Like, you said it. Like, the, the depth. Like, Norman Powell is going to be in the mix uh, of players uh, in, the, in the, the depth of this Clippers team, who is just miles better than anybody that the Suns could be bringing off the bench. Uh, the Suns, like, you know, you're going to ask a lot of Terrence Ross in 2023. You're going to be asking a, a lot of campaign potentially. Like, is Shamit going to be giving you a big role? Is Ish Wainwright going to do it? Can TJ Warren still do it? There, there's a lot of, like, I could even see Damian Lee having to get minutes here to make up for some of the three-point shooting despite his poor defense because, like, if Okoji's not shooting, they may ask a lot of Chris Paul spot up threes and that's just absolutely not his game but there's just so many guys who want that mid-range shot and the ball that I, I don't know like it's another one of those it's not a given everything works out like people have been making out to be it's not a given so uh it, it'll be a tough series yeah go ahead pips i'll also say like Tyloo could be doing the one thing that makes total sense and that's double teaming kd and booker off joshua koji Joshua yeah. Koji, we saw in the Dallas game, he had one, eight or nine wide open corner trees and missed every single one. And those were high, huge bricks. I was not even close. And uh, he's shooting 30% from three since the All-Star break with huge minutes. And you can live with that. And David exploited. He won't be able to stay on the floor. And then what, what's going to happen? They, Koji is amazing defender. They, he's the, by far the best defender. 
And what's going to happen? They will play him off the floor and they will need to start five guys that, that, that can defend. Their best defender player, defensive player will be KD. And if KD is your best defensive player, how are you getting stopped in single coverage? Like, and also, great thing you mentioned, Travis, is when Aiton is not getting the, included in the offense, he's doing way worse on defense. He, he is not into the game. He's not buying into the game. And he doesn't get any touches in, on the offense. He's playing way worse defense. And if you get below average defense from DeAndre Ayton and Okoji is played off the court, who is going to stop this Clippers team from scoring? Like, they have so many. The entire roster can shoot 40% from the three. So if you like to take a look. So Norman Powell, 40% from three. Eric Gordon, 40% from three. Kawhi Leonard, 40% from three. Nicholas Batum, 40% from T. Marcus Morris, 40% from T. Robert Covington, 40% from T. So they have like seven, six to seven players that can shoot 40% from the three. And on the other side, low volume shooting three-point team. Like they have the edge here. Like actually the edge. And if they can exploit Okoji and DeAndre Ayton not being in into the game, they can win two, three, maybe even the series. So yeah. The, that price is just absolutely amazing <laughs> for me. Yeah, I, I think the Suns will win this series, but I, I don't. I definitely don't have them at minus five hundred here. Um, as always, if you are going to be betting on these series, make sure you are shopping for the best possible price. I just want to percentage-wise put this uh, into perspective. Minus five hundred gives them an eighty-three percent chance, uh, according to those odds, of winning this series. Obviously, you can devig; these are heavy juice have- markets, but. I would say 65. I would say 65 is kind of seems realistic for me. Yeah, I, I think I think that is a bit closer to what I would have as well there. But uh, we're going to move now into some official picks for this one. We'll all go through the best bet that we talked about on today's show, the one that we would all recommend that you would tail. Uh, we have DraftKings up here for the just for the simplicity and availability. We know everybody can go get that one. But as always, we encourage you to line shop, and it's easy to line shop with tools like the BetStamp app. And right now, you can sign up to multiple sports books and make sure you're line shopping for these sharp playoff lines with our special link in the description for this video. Go to betstamp.app slash the board. You make yourself a better sports better because you're always getting the best price and you're supporting our channel a little bit extra to keep this content free. All right. Uh, putting you guys on the spot with those official picks here. Uh, let's start with Travis. Uh, out of the things we've gone through, potentially anything as well that you see on the board that you're looking at, what would say- be your, your favorite bet? Oh, go ahead. We could, we could end up having the same bet, but let I'll let him go first. Well, we'll let our, our gracious yeah. guests. So it'll, it'll probably be like oh, it's probably like Clippers one plus one point five or or over five point five games. I like that. That's probably that's saying that's what Pip's going at. But I'll, I'll probably just take you know I'll be looking at Kawhi Leonard's props uh, in the series, probably PRA. I like it. I like him to have have some strong games here. So uh, that that's probably what I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be targeting. But yeah, I think the best the best play from a series perspective is 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 Clippers plus one point five or over five point five games. But basically the same thing. Um, and within that series, I was looking at the most most freeze markets, and uh, you know the, the heavy favorite is well, they're not heavy favorite, but it's like Booker, KD, Kawhi tend to be all around like plus 100 plus 200 but you know there might be some value in one of the one of the guys like an eric gordon there not not for not for a huge amount of a huge stake or anything but you know like we said like it's it's always only plus 550 maybe not but i i think you know like we said the vote they're not gonna be shooting high volume the suns and 
I, I think if you know if an Eric Gordon gets gets hot, gets going, I think for him it's just the minutes played. But uh, he, he could be a guy that easily, you know, if he just has a, has a game of maybe five or six frees, Devin Booker and KD probably going maybe two frees, three frees a game. He he get an edge there. But I think for overall series, Clippers Clippers plus one point five would would be my best bet. All right, and we'll go to Pips. Your favorite bet that we talked about today. You want to give out? Yeah, I thought it would be on the same, and that's Phoenix over five. You said five point five is minus one fifteen. Yes. Over about, yeah, that's that's easiest bet for so, me. So Travis going with the the uh, the Clippers plus one point five. Uh, Pips is going with the over five and a half. Those are going to be so. I had two lined up in case you guys had to had those because those were the ones that I wanted to take. Um, I, I will. I do have money in the Kings, so I'll make this my play here. Um, I like the Kings at plus two twenty here on DraftKings. Uh, I imagine if you shop around, you're going to find a better price than that. Two twenty. I would not go any lower than that, but uh, absolutely, if you can get higher than that, I would go for it here. I just don't think this is as open shut as it's kind of being made out to be for the Warriors against the Kings. And also for the Lakers, if you can get them, if there's a bit more money that comes in on the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, plus 130 or better on the Lakers is something I'd recommend. But ready available now, plus 220 on the Sacramento Kings is going to be my play. So that wraps up the video for today. Uh, Travis, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the channel for today. Remember to follow at Travis underscore phrase on Twitter. Travis, any final words you want to say before we uh, sign off for the day? Uh, by the way, I think I think, I think, it's, I think it's not Clippers one point five. I think it's plus two point five makes sense. I think yeah. I, sorry, I think yeah. I missed that. I messed that up. But it's plus two. It'll be plus two point five because yeah, plus one point five. Yeah, because yeah. we were saying five, 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 yeah. five. Oh, yeah, are the same. Yeah. I realized okay. that plus, like, plus two point five minus one forty. There, there's. I go over five point five. Yeah, but it, it, I think over five point five is the play. Then if that's minus one forty, okay. I thought they were we'll, the same odds. But yeah, okay, we'll but, stay with um, that then. Yeah, we'll stay. Um, but yeah, no, great, great to be on. I think it's going to be. I mean, my advice for playoffs is just to keep on, just keep your volume in check. Because remember, like in the regular season, there's double the teams playing, uh, so you know you've got way more options to look at to bet bet on. Now there's half the games in the first round. The second round is even less. So you know you probably shouldn't be. You shouldn't if, if you used to be a guy that maybe you had five bits on every slate or four bit or whatever, you know, your volume should come down in the playoffs, I think, because there's just less games, there's gonna be less options. And also just like hit rates and that kind of stuff come way less important in the playoffs because there's constant adjustments. You know, we see it all, all the time. You know, teams a team's just not gonna let a guy keep scoring 40. They're gonna send doubles and you're gonna, you know, so a lot of it comes down to predicting how things go. So that's just some general advice I'd have for the for the playoffs. Uh, and how the how the betting changes there. We're with you 100%. If you go to the board YouTube channel right now, you can actually see the video uh, right there on our main channel. Talk about playoff betting strategy, and that is one of the main things Pips outlined as well. Um, units relatively the same, but check the volume as you just mentioned there. So thank you once again to Travis for joining us today. This has been the Western Conference Playoff Preview on the board YouTube channel. We have pick and roll live streams going live weekday morning to give you player props and the best bets. For that night's games, we always have additional content, especially coming through on the playoffs in this channel. So make sure you are subscribed to our channel. Rate and review five stars. If you're listening in podcast form, drop a like on this video if you had any sort of enjoyment. And uh, we will see you next time for more NBA betting content powered by the Hammer Betting Network. <laughs>